All right, let me introduce you to our guests in no particular order. We do have, uh, surely I must have. All right, I'm gonna try and uh, fix my desk because it seems to be playing games with me. Or shall I say my screen? There we go, there we go. We do have uh, Donald Chiwakira, hoping I'm reading that correctly, associate pastor at Shapers Church. Good evening to you, Pastor. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Also, we do have uh, Kayan Duandwe, African cultural expert. Good evening to you, and thank you for agreeing to talk to us. Thank you very much for having me and my man. Good evening, good evening for any of any your listeners. Thank you very much. Also, we do have Rabbi Naftali Silver, Shafardi Hebrew Congregation of Cape Town. Rabbi Silver, good evening to you. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening. Thank you very much for having me. It's a true honor. The honor is all mine, Rabbi. Let's jump out right in, gentlemen. We have, uh, well, give or take 45 minutes to get this bedded down and as brief as you can what constitutes a good man what constitutes a real and a good man shall we begin with you rabbi thank you very much um as as we know it says in uh, numbers um 15 that uh where we talk about the, that there should be one law for you and for the resident stranger, it should be a law for all time throughout the ages. Uh, the, the idea of being a good man requires to follow the laws that are laid out in the Torah, in the Bible, as well as those who have studied the Torah meticulously, studied the Bible meticulously, and uh, trans, translated for us or, or have, um, have commentaries, commentators who have taught us the ways uh, that in, in which it's difficult to understand. Um, so being a good person, um, it, while it might be um, you know, all relative to what people consider to be a good person, I really believe that the, the way in which we can, figure, we can find the, the, the day-to-day um, steps that one needs to take in order to really be a fulfilled, wholesome, good person is actually to it's actually within the laws and within the the um, statutes that are contained within the Bible, within the Torah, and um, the oral teachings as well. Point is to those oral teachings and laws, particularly the written ones, so that we can be able to read as well. Yeah. So as I said, uh, in Numbers <clears throat> fifteen and sixteen, uh, fifteen, um, chapter fifteen and verses fifteen and sixteen. Uh, we talk about the idea that in order you shall maintain, you shall keep the laws, you and the strangers among you. The idea that this is is, is truly um, that there is one law, and this one law is given by God, and this is how he says that the world will be wholesome, right? We, we know this, this very concept from the fact that he gave us the, the Torah, he gave us these teachings and the Bible in order for us to live a life where, of course, if he gave it to us in its perfection, then that is obviously how we become a, a good man. And, and when I say all the teachings, I literally mean from beginning to end, how we see through the, through the trials and tribulations, through the failings of, of all the stories that we find in the Bible, of all, this, of all the laws that we find in the Bible, 
all of this is the, gene- the genetic makeup of a good person. You fail, you fall, but you get up. A good person is not someone who is perfect. A good person who is, is someone who knows what the law is, who is learned, but at the same time also has the courage to admit when they are wrong and repent and, and uh, make changes as is needed. Does that not apply to everyone, man and woman? Uh, of course. The, 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 the Torah was given to men, women, and children. So what we're trying to establish is what would distinguish the man and make him the man, as opposed to being just ordinarily anyone who can be anything and ha- there is no expectation for him to uh, rise to a particular level of being a man. Is there anything that would qualify any person to be a man, a good man? A good man? I believe a good man is the ability to know thyself, right? You know, love thy neighbor as you love thyself. That's what we consider to be the whole Torah, as was taught by Rabbi Akiva in the Talmud. He says that the whole, when, uh, when, when somebody came to him and asked him, teach me the entire Torah on one foot, as Hillel Hazakain also said, this was Hillel the Elder, and he said, you know, love, love thy neighbor, love, love, love your friend like you love yourself. That is but, the but, but Rabbi, that instruction is given to boys as well. That instruction is given to any and everybody. What we're trying to establish is what would it's distinguish what, a, a good man from any other man. I think that that's, that's challenging enough, don't you? No. But I, I hear you. Let, let me let me take let me take um, uh, the, the pastor as well to hear what he has to say. Pastor, um, what what constitutes a good man in your in your faith? Okay, so that's that's actually a good question. I can I take it from um, Mark 10, ten verse eighteen. Jesus uh, says these words. He says, "Why do you call me good?" This is someone that has just fallen on their knees and says, "Good teacher." Asks and says, "Why do you call me good?" No one is good except God. Jesus himself saying, you call it good. And he's okay. saying this in the Pastor, yeah. I, I need you to hold the line. Uh, 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 Amanda, let's get the pastor on a clearer line, please, because his line is cracking up and we cannot make out what the pastor is saying. Why is we still trying to get that line clear for the pastor? Because we want to hear what he's saying. Let's move on to what constitutes a good man. Yes, my man. Uh, a, a good man is, is somebody who is a father. The role of the of the person is to protect his family, the community, even the country too. You remember before during the old times when there was a colonial war, they are the one who come out and protect their land and protect their family. So nowadays, to be a good man, you must have a, what you call a humility. You must protect your family. You must protect your community. Your community. You must live by principles to be a good man. So everybody must cry in your shoulder, in your family. That can constitute you to be a good man. I'm, I'm curious, when you say um, you must protect, kindly explain what you mean by that. Uh, I know that now we've got uh, women who are, who are the police, they are protecting the, the country. But even though, if your wife is a, is a police, if somebody, you heard something, maybe your alarm is, is ringing outside, you can't say because you are the police, come first. You are the one who's supposed to come first to protect your family. Even your wife must be a police 
but he must be behind you. You must be, you must, you must come first to protect your family. You can't say because my wife is a police or a soldier, she cannot protect. But you must be one who must take a responsibility or risk your life because of your family. So you said also you must live by principles. What principles yes. would you be referring to? Uh, you, you, uh, we are different to each other, maybe in our culture. So if you are, if you are a, a man, you must show to be, you must be a, a, a role model to your female. The thing that you said yesterday, you must keep on practicing. You must practice what you preach if you if you are a, a real man. Because some other thing you see, some other people they do bad things, they they rape or whatsoever. It's an embarrassment to us as the men. But if you're a really man, you find a woman maybe in a bad situation, you are the one who's supposed to protect because you know the law of the country and you know the principle that you can't harm uh, somebody. As even a, a stranger, no, 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 then no, it doesn't care that it must be a woman. You mustn't do something wrong to other people. You must keep on protecting people. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to what you're saying. Uh, uh, Dr. Duandu, thank you. Um, yeah. Pastor? Pastor, are you there? Do we have Pastor back on the line, Pastor Chiwakira? Okay, why we're still trying to get Pastor Chiwakira back on the line, um, uh, let's let's try and, and 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 chew on this. And by the way, the lines are open. Please remember to always just don't even wait for me to say the lines are open. If you have a text you'd like to share with us, share with us. Send it to our our line, or you could uh, send a, te- a voice note, or put a call through the studio and call in. We we really don't mind that. Our line, if you want to call in, you can call us on zero eight six zero 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 two zero three two. Once again, zero eight six zero 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 two zero three two that's our landline if you want to call in please feel free to call in let's engage on this topic of what constitutes a good man a good man sounds romantic and almost fallacious and then if you want to send a voice note or a text message on whatsapp send it to our whatsapp line 0614-104-107 again 0614-104-107 107. Those of you who prefer to send a voice note, please keep it as brief as you can so that we can be able to play it so that we don't get to listen to you preaching there. All right. Uh, let's try again. Uh, Pastor Chiwakira, you there? No? Okay, we still don't have Pastor Chiwakira there. Uh, let's go back to the rabbi. Rabbi, uh, I'm, I'm, you you said it's it's challenging enough when we, we, your last remark there. What did you, you think all these that you have pointed out are challenging enough? Quite frankly, society today doesn't seem not to believe that there are things that should be challenging enough for a good man. I'll give you an example. In South Africa today, we have an unemployment rate that seems to be getting more disturbing as the time goes by. And because of uh, black economic empowerment, women empowerment, employment equity, and all of these pieces of legislation that seek to elevate the status of a woman, rightfully so, it has since uh, taken away from the pocket of the man. And as such, we find men unable to provide for their families. Men who are unable 
to have a job in South Africa today. And we seem to have those who are even coming out of school, they can't get a job. Those who are already employed, they are losing their jobs. And it seems as though uh, whilst we have an expectation of men to be providers and do all these good things, they cannot and will not be able to. And I'm not quite sure if that is challenging enough. You said it's challenging enough. Many people feel it's not challenging enough. You must be a good man. Find a way. I don't know how, but find a way. Your response to this practical dilemma we face. <clears throat> well, that's quite practical. Uh, I, I think that it's the the issue that you're that you're discussing. While it's it's, it's a, sociolo- a sociological issue, it doesn't take away from the fact that loving thy neighbor as as thyself is a tremendously courageous and very difficult thing to do and it encompasses all of the teachings that you could possibly that you can that you can possibly imagine even within the 10 commandments the 10 commandments are the baseline of how we have to understand what to do and what not to do in order to be a respectful person if you would boil down into one word the 10 commandments i would say it's respect respect for others respect for yourself respect for god and I, I do believe that what the, the discussion that you're saying, that women are, are, are taking away, I, I, from a sociological perspective, again, not from a religious perspective, but a woman has to look after themselves as well. And it could be possible that within our society today that men have shirked their responsibility and therefore they had no choice, women have had no choice, but to look after themselves on their own. And while I definitely do agree that it is the, the man's responsibility, as we see in the, the marriage contract in the Jewish religion, uh, the marriage contract stipulates that the man is 100% responsible for financially and physically taking care of his spouse. At the same time, we live in a world where that is slowly not becoming you know, reality. It's very difficult for a man just to s- support their children, especially with all the different uh, expenses that we have nowadays. A good man is knowing when um, when to step aside. A good man is knowing when to take up the mantle, knowing when to fight, knowing when not to fight. That's why I said it's it. A good man. Can you be a good man if you take care of the poor, but you yell at your own family, meaning you, you can't have one without the other. You Let me try and rephrase my question there, Rabbi. Are you still okay. a good man if you're unable to provide for your family? Why wouldn't you be a good man if you're unable to provide? If, if you are unable because of a lack of trying, then, then, then yes, you are not a good man. You're not trying. You're not, take, you're not taking your responsibility up. But if you are truly out there every day making a sincere effort and you have just fallen on, you know, God is testing you and you are being tested and you are doing everything that you can, but you just can't make it. I believe that God doesn't look at the end result. God only looks at the effort put in. That's what truly makes a good person. Are you trying? Are you making an effort? That's what God on his Richter scale. That's what he's looking at. Where would you get that from? Where would we get it from? Well, you yes. see, you see, um, in, in throughout the stories in in the Bible, you see that many. Uh, let's give an example that uh, 
that, that the brothers, right, while, while they sold Joseph and they did a tremendous sin, we don't look at them as evil, terrible people. They did something that, as the, as the, as the pastor had said, that uh, someone has to protect their family. They did the exact opposite. But at the end of the day, they admitted they were wrong. They repented for their sin. They saw what they did was wrong. That's courage. That, that takes building oneself of uh, one's character in order to admit that they were wrong. Uh, it doesn't over, mean over, that, that, that happened over 14 years down the line. I'm, I'm, I'm really asking about the issue of provision as an example of a practical identifier. South African women today, when you watch on all of these various platforms, they would highlight the issue of economic resources. And my question Wait. is, are you still a good man? And this this idea of, for lack of trying, it's neither here nor there. After all is said and done, when you come back at the end of the day, whether you've been trying or not, if you don't come back with bread to put on the table, are you still a good man? I want you to think about it and bring a text for us there, Rabbi. Let's try and bring in again um, uh, the, 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 the pastor. Pastor, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me better now? I can. Loud and clear. Thank Absolutely. you very much, Pastor. Now, you were yet to give us your definition of a good man. Go ahead, as brief as you can. All right, can. absolutely. Okay, so I took it from Mark chapter 10, verse 18. Jesus says, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone, right? So in not so many words, what we're looking at is the definition of good, right? Yeah. If um, I'm to look at a man, the thing about, I think we said right at the beginning of this whole conversation is that with time, you said you're 40 now, approaching 50, and the expectation on what a good man looks like is constantly evolving. A man should be like this, a man should look like that. With time, that changes. So the best way to define what a man actually is is to go back to the origins of what a man is and what where a man came from, right? If you buy a brand new BMW, you, you're buying something that has been built to perform specific tasks, right? There's a specific reason the manufacturer made this. And it's similar to what God does. God creates man. So the ultimate definition of what a good man is, a good BMW would come from BMW. The definition of what a good man is will come from God, who is the creator of that man. So ultimately, I would say that a good man is a man that looks like God, right? Or we know that we can actually get there 100%. A good man is a man that constantly pursues to become like God to look like God, to exude the character of God. That's a good man, in my opinion. All right. I'll give you an opportunity to clarify what exactly you mean by that. I want to take some calls for you, gentlemen. Uh, Dr. Nguan in Durban. Good evening, Dr. Nguan. Good evening. How are you? <clears throat> well, thank you, sir. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Uh, I, I think from, from my school of thought or from my experience, it, it's very dangerous to define in one plane. You remember, as humans, we live in different planes. That's why you, you, you always hear the analogies, the trying analogies of biopsychospiritual. Uh, biologically, a man will define as anatomical, with anatomical male uh, definitions. That's from experience, because I know you like coaching now. Uh, and spiritually, a man, is someone who takes up responsibility. Is someone who takes up a cross for everyone. Is a leader, uh, and yeah. But it's all about taking up the cross and making sure that those ones who are dependent on you 
bear the fruit of the cross you've taken. I, I think it's a, it's a very simple spiritual definition of a man. Uh, you, you can go to any spiritual book. They, they always talk about pick up the cross and be the man and be the leader. And yeah, they, okay. simply it's that. All right, got it. Thank you very much, Dalton. I appreciate your calls. Go to Colin Cape Town. Good evening, Colin. Good evening, Niall. Hi, go ahead. You know, <laughs> some like you, some don't. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Um, the beginning of your program, you spoke about um, uh, people that's been away from home for a year and um, they still support their children, their families, whatever they do. And once they uh, get their, their leave at the end of the year or something like that hmm. and go and meet their family, those people are more rejoiced. Hmm. They're more rejoiced because they miss their family, their, their children for the whole year. And you know something? Hmm. Now, you get today that, that fathers don't even see their children. Maybe once a month, those who can afford, those who are, uh, uh, have got the money, will give non-support and support the children without even seeing their children. So you don't call a person like that a great dad. You can be a multimillionaire, but mm. you haven't seen your children for years. But you support and send them to university and all those things. Now, mm. I don't believe in scripture, your guests talking about a good man. They always bring out a good person in scripture. But on this earth, a good man is somebody that supports and looks after his children and his family, no matter what comes. Okay. No matter what comes. Naya. So people who, who have who have lost their jobs are no longer good by virtue of them losing their jobs, yeah? They are still good. Now, Naya, if you if you But you said you no matter your, what, Colin. You said you must no, no lie for your what, family no matter what. No matter what, if you lost your job, you hmm. still go home and you support your family. You try with what? and speak hey? You support your family with what? You lost your job. With what? Now you go and try and look. But now, uh, now you imagine lying in the bed for nine, ten hours and not going out to look for a job. But a good father, a good mother will go out and say, I came, I came home with nothing. But at least I tried, Naya. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got it, Colin. Thank you very much. It you all boils down to I tried. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Um, we are looking at a society now that uh, seems to be somewhat um, mixed. You know, it has been mixed one way or the other. Perspectives are, are so diverse such that it's it's always interesting to hear the various religious and cultural perspectives. Before uh, men, 
uh, going to the mines. Uh, what was the definition of a good man, really? Because we 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 have since romanticized men going to the mines and coming back once a month, once a year with Mbatla's Christmas. But children don't survive throughout the rest of the 11 months with whatever he brought from Uteba. So I'd like to know what would be a, a concrete definition of a real man. Would you be a man still, even if you're absent for the entire 11 months? Yes, my man, I, I hear you clearly. But um, time, time now is changed. I, I mm. don't think anybody can go like that. Uh, you can go, you can, let's say my wife already leave and I go to work today. She just texts me now, say, no, my, my, we travel very well. The communication means a lot. I don't think now, because even if, if you remember before, I'm from Nongoma. From Nongoma to, to, to Johannesburg, when I was born, it was 12 hours drive. But now, because of the road and the transport and the whatsoever technology, it's only three hours, three and a half hours, you see. So now we have a bit, a bit presumptuous that I don't do Andre because you're supposing you're presupposing there is that six hundred rand to travel on that bus between KZN and Johannesburg. Yet it's not yeah. there. It's not always there. If you're struggling to have six rand for the queen, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you you're struggling to buy yourself some bread during the day, uh, yeah. six hundred rand to go to KZN. Where are you gonna get six hundred rand? Uh, but if you're a man, you have tried. You, you must try it by all means to provide. What means? Le, 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 Give le, us le, an example I, of I, these I, means. I, 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 I like your question. You know now we have got people who are living in the locations uh, 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 in, in in town. Yeah. So you you can't do anything there because sometimes you must pay rent. If you are not paying rent, even water, you can't plow even a garden. You must make a means that which you can go home to plow and do other things. But in the location or in the suburb, it's impossible, I have to be honest. It's impossible mm. to do something. You can't say do something that can bring bread in, in your table. That's right, that's right. Water is expensive for electricity. Let's say water, if you say that you've got a yard, but you can't use water uh, randomly. It's good if you're in rural areas because I've got water, like I'm at home now. I've got mm. everything. I can try to provide. I've got garden. I'm providing people with vegetables. But okay. in the location, we have to be honest, it's difficult. Yeah, and, and therefore it's difficult to be a man in the location. Let's go to Islam. Let's no, no, call no. You. You, you'll, be, you'll be a man, but to provide is difficult. Because yeah, there even, is no even, job at even all. Even if you can call yourself a man, if you're not providing, you're still not being called by this panel of three. All three of you gentlemen are saying, you must be a provider. Hold up, hold up. I want to take a call for you gentlemen. Let's go to East London. Okay. Francis, Francis, good evening. Francis. Francis yeah. is sleeping. Are you there, Francis? Yes, I'm here. Go ahead, go ahead. What's on your mind, Francis? Yeah, my mind, uh, my mind. I like the way you have put it because since it is a fact of faith, eh, so it has to be. It has to. Be, it has to do with the Bible and mm. all. It has to do with the Quran and uh, any other uh, book that is related to faith. That's right. That's yeah. Right. So my issue here is this: eh? uh, according to Christianity, if you look at how Peter and Paul advised the churches where they were writing those letters, okay, um, Paul specified this that men should love their wives. So that their wives must also submit to their to their husbands. Men should care for their wives. And Peter put it very straightforward. He said that uh, men should love their wives, knowing very well that they are weak vessels to them. 
In this case, the way it means we as men, we need to take care of our wives, even though these days... Practicalize uh, that, Francis. Make, make it practical. When you say take care, what do you mean? Take care. Yes. Which means you need to provide the care that they deserve. Let's say to feed them. Okay. Even if we are working, we need what? To put, make sure that we need to buy whatever they want, even though we may not be able to buy whatever, but we can give them money so that they can want. They yeah. can buy so, whatever they want. I, 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 I need you to get to that point, which, which I was asking the other guests. What happens when you lose your job? Are you there okay, for saying, according to Peter, you don't, you're not a man, you're not a good man because you have now lost your job? Yes, that is another situation. That does not mean that the marriage can end just because you have lost what your job. It means as a man, you need to find another way of uh, taking care of your family. And when you don't find it, what does that mean? Does it still mean you're a good man? You, if you've tried you, all even, your yeah, good ways. Uh, yes, I know. But if there were, let's say, in case the woman is working according to this day, if a woman is working, was what is there, you did not get into marriage because of money, but you got into marriage because you love one another and you submit one another. So where there is love, it means there is God. Are now you that a you good need... man if you just love your, ma- your wife uh, and you don't provide for her? That's what I'm trying to get no, at. No, it means uh, at that time, even the wife must understand that there is no job. You're not answering my question there, Therefore, Francis. The wife, it my means, question uh, is... As a, as a man, you, might, you need to do whatever. As a wife and a man, you need to do whatever you can do to make sure that the family uh, runs. Francis, you and I know, or should know, yes. that there are women who feel if you don't have a job, if you don't have a J-O-B, you're a uh, deadbeat. Out of my life, yes. get out of my house. Uh-huh. So my question so that's to you now... That's now, when now uh, yeah. Mr. Nye, you know very yeah. well right, that uh, when it comes to that, remember what Jesus said, what God binds together, no one can, what can separate. The only wow. thing that can separate is sin. So sin, there is no way just because a husband, there is no way just because a husband doesn't wake at that time. It happens. Knowing very well the husband was waking, but at that time there is a situation that is making a husband not wake. Then you, as a, uh, uh, as a wife, a wife now is chasing a, 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 a man. That wife yeah. is, a, is, a, is led by the devil. Ah, okay. All right. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much, Francis. Appreciate your call. I'm going to take a break and come back. When I come back, I'm going to take Tosca and go back to the rabbi. Tosca, um, uh, I can see you. Don't worry. I'll just take a break and come back in a short while. Welcome back. It's 15 minutes now before 8. Francis says a woman that kicks a man out because he's lost his job is from Satan. Aye, aye, Francis. We don't believe that. (laughs) We don't believe that. We don't take that. (laughs) Women are entitled to, well, see and view their husbands in whatever way they want to. Even if they want to chase you away, you must take it. Take it like a man. That's what you're supposed to be, right? All right, Oscar in Durban. Good evening. Good evening to you. Yes, go ahead, Oscar. Uh, well, my contribution is a good man is someone who adheres to the correct values no matter what. Okay. And which are the correct values, Oscar? The correct values would be the generally held values of being just, whether it is by mostly by society okay. or 
collect uh, collectives of people like church groups and people like okay. that that form the basis of one's uh, conscience, shall I say. Oscar, have you noticed that all of our guests tonight agree with what people in social media, people on radio talk shows and TV talk shows say a man must be a provider. And this idea of having principles comes very far at the end there. It seems as though all of them agree, and quite frankly, it seems as though the standard of a good man is one who's able to pop out cash, an ATM. If you're not an ATM, you're therefore <laughs> not a good uh, good man. Where did you miss it? You're, you're talking about issues of justice. We have men who, have, who are just, but are used, are seen as deadbeat dads, a wuss, yes, a weakling. Yes. Mm. Hello. Uh, yes, good. Yes. It is so if you are still immature, even in the spiritual realm. Okay. A, person, a person's joblessness can be just a part of that person's spiritual journey. Yeah, that spiritual journey, however, has not been able to put bread on the table. Children are going to bed hungry. Exactly, but at that moment, God is teaching them more than you, the sufferer of abuse and belittlement. He is teaching them that as much as they see you where you are, low okay. down there, if you keep to his statutes, if you keep believing in him, keep your faith, yep. one day he will just unplug you and change your world. And that becomes then the testimony. Okay. Got it. Got it. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate your call, sir. I really appreciate your calls. Go to Pindile. Uh, go ahead. Good evening, Pindile. Good evening, sir. How are you? Well, thank you, Pindile. Good. Thank you. Um, being a pastor myself, uh, okay. in the Christian, I'd like to first of all appreciate the gentlemen that are on the panel tonight and the views that they've, uh, you know, shared with us or enlightened us to tonight. Um, from a woman's perspective, I am going to obviously delve a bit into psychology and also into the Bible and what I will actually try and put out there, what I feel constitutes a good man. Um, first of all, we need to be able to understand what is a man. Um, tonight, I'm actually hearing more of a husband role than a man role. It's like as if we shifted from the original topic, which is a man, and we've gone into a role of a husband, which then further excludes a 40-year-old man who's not married because I don't have anyone to look after. So first of all, when we look at the word man, it means an adult male. An adult male is what the, the word man is. So if you're an adult and you're a male species, you are a man, um, regardless of the fact that you're married or not. Secondly, when we look at the word good, it means being able to set up onto a certain standard. Um, being good means being able to uh, level up on a certain standard. Now, in the society that we're living in, regardless of your religion, regardless of your perspective, and regardless of your point, there should be a standard that men should rise to. Now, now I'm going to bring in scripture. When we look at the book of Genesis, which is the beginning, we see God placing man in what we call the Garden of Eden. And the first thing that God speaks to the man, he says, you need to dominate, dominate, you have to dominate, you have to uh, work the ground, and, and I'm not going to be as a woman and stand here and look at men and claim them as the ATMs, but I will declare that they are leaders in our community. 
Uh, did God mean that when he puts or places a man in a leadership position, does it mean that a woman is nothing? Certainly not. What constitutes a good man is a person who understands their purpose on this earth. You are a citizen in South Africa. You have a contribution that you have to make in society as a man. You have a contribution that you have to make in your household, whether married or not, whether it's to your siblings. You have to stand your ground in leadership. You have to understand who you are. You have to live in, in integrity. Uh, being a man means being able to respect yourself and respect the people that are around you. Um, being a man means that you understand the direction that you are taking. You understand the leadership position that you are, whether you are a brother and their sisters in the home or your younger ones. You, you need to know who you are. You need to understand the laws that you have to live by according to the religion that you believe. Um, being a man is certainly not being a person where you are living in a patriarchal system that condemns women. That's not a good man. A good man is not someone that is abusive, that, that perpetuates gender-based violence, hitting women. That is not a good man. A good man is not a man that demands respect out of a woman or even another man, but it's someone who earns a respect. If you're a man in a position and you demand respect from your wife, you abuse your wife, I cannot constitute you as a good man. Uh, you cannot be a perpetrator and then we put you and we idolize you. You need to sit down and be taught. You need to be sit down and be embedded in you what in, in many which you should conduct yourself a, a good man knows how to conduct themselves a good man knows how to attain in, in emotional intelligence when you're faced with a situation at work at home by your children by your wife how do you handle yourself do you shout and scream raise your hands we cannot constitute you as a good man just 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 give me just give me a, a few Texts to back all of these things that you're saying, um, uh, they sound wonderful on the face of it, but prima facie is just that, prima facie. I need you to give us some evidentiary basis of it. Do you have a text that perhaps that would give some support to what, the, what some of the things that you're saying? So I, I alluded earlier that if you read in the book of Genesis, uh, in chapter 3, uh, chapter 2, 3, when, when God forms creation, he places men, he says you have to dominate, he says you have yeah. to work the ground. That's yeah. already a place of leadership. That's a place of honor. Okay. Let's, let's, the book let's of take that one. Let's take that one, yes. for example. We, we find that in circumstances that we find, particularly that prevail in South Africa, men right. are no longer dominating. They are dominated. Men are no longer in control of the ground they till. It is the ground they till that has been taken away from them, both figuratively and literally. So I, then I ask the question, for those men whose ground that they used to till has now been taken away, and I again suggest both figuratively and literally, are those no longer good men? By who? Who's taken the ground from them? For example, the Employment Equity Act. Right. What does it say? It says you must give equal opportunities to both men and women, effectively meaning if we have 10 jobs in a company, for example, uh, and we used to have 10 men occupying those jobs, now we need to make sure that women occupy five of those jobs. So now, five of the men question, now effectively lose their ground that they've been tilling. Hence, I ask the question, in the event that your job is no longer there, and this is the nub of the issue, you're no longer dominating, and the ground that you used to till is no longer available to you to till, does that still make you a good man? 100%. You must understand that God gave us brains as well. If the employment equity has caused you to be retrenched from work because women also have the right to dominate, because you must understand scripture is not just speaking about men as the male figure, but speaking about men, the human kind. 
So I'm, 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 I'm directing it to the male species today because that's who they're talking about. But men in general, as the mankind, which is both male and women, have to dominate. Now, if you're a man that has been retrenched from work because of equity and because the woman also has to assume her position, you have brains enough, you have experience enough to open up your company. You can't sit at home and cry because of, of employment equity as if you don't have a brain to start your own business. You've gained experience, you've gained knowledge, you know how to get the client, you know how to start the business work. You, you, you can't say somebody has pulled the rug under your feet. You can't say somebody has taken your, your, your power to dominate because you're... Okay. You still there, Pindile? Pindile's gone. All right. Um, I was hoping it's that Pindile would... That can cause you to dominate in your sphere of influence. So what you're saying is those that are saying that the rug has been proverbially pulled from underneath their feet are not good men. That's, is that what you're saying? Those men who are unable to start their businesses are not good men. Those men who still are not employed are not good men. Is that what you're saying, Dindy? Not, not, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm glad that you raised that question because you must understand, when ability has been taken from you, it's a completely different situation. Now, I'll, let me explain why I'm saying this. When we look at the word unemployment, how I learned it when I did economics, right? When we look at the word unemployment, it does not mean somebody who doesn't have a job. That's why I question the unemployment rate in South Africa. The word unemployment, how I studied it, is somebody who doesn't have a job, comma, yet is actively looking. Now, there's, there's a huge difference between somebody actively looking or not finding and somebody sitting at home and saying, I deserve free this, I deserve free that. If you're a man that is sitting at home, you've been retrenched, you cannot find a job yet, you want to lazy around and complain and blame the government, I, I, I would... I would I want to doubt the fact that you've been a good man because you're letting your brains go to waste, you're letting the opportunities go to waste, and the ability that God has given you. Now, yeah. what constitutes you being good, even though the, the economy is against you, even though uh, the job has been taken from you? It's you. All right, um, let's 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 wrap it up. Uh, 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 Pindile, thank you very much. I, I hear what you're saying, and it's it's landing where all the. Other guests have been saying that you must at least try. You must at least try. It must not be for a lack of trying. That's where we seem to be at. I want to read some text messages to all my guests. I see our time is running out. I will make time after the news um, to give you an opportunity to give some responses here. I just want to read a few text messages from people who have sent text messages here. One text message reads, good evening, Naya. A good man is a mature human being, one that exudes decency, bothered by social ills like crime, GBV, fatherlessness, etc. One who takes charge and contributes to well-being of his family. This is not to be confined to financial provision only. It seems as though society has confined it, though, sir. Or, or ma'am, I'm not quite sure whether Lizui is a man or a woman there. Whatever contribution, however little, is valuable and qualifies one as a good man. Oh, that's a romantic statement. <laughs> No, not everybody thinks like that there, Lizui. Lizui continues to write, The prevailing economic climate has forced us to abandon the old adage that Ubuhle bendo da zing o mozayo. Si tizin zame zayo kangug. 
Right, Lizzie, Lizzie, right there, uh, Lizzie Nom Didi. Interesting surname. <laughs> Thank you very much, Lizzie. No, 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 I've never heard your version of Daughter. the only version that I know that still resists, exists in our books. You made that one up. You made that one up. Let me read another text for you. Uh, it reads, uh, question to the rabbi. Rabbi, please write this one when we come back from the news. I'm going to ask you to respond to this. What are the practicalities of loving your neighbor as you love yourself in today's terms? That's, okay, that person didn't tell us his or her name. Proverbs 13, 22. This is another person, Jojo C. Proverbs 13, verse 22. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children. This speaks so much about a good man. Okay, remember this one. Remember this one. Uh, I need both of you. Pastor, perhaps you must respond to this when we come back from the break. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children. Question. Those men who have passed and gone on and have not been able to leave an inheritance for their children. Fact if that makes them not good. They are not good men, at least as far as this text is concerned. And then the final one before we go to the news reads, The concept of a good man is best illustrated in the animal kingdom. A good man marks the territory, marshal the forces towards a kill to provide food and keep the family growing through the offspring. The actual killing is done by females in a hunt which equates to the actual feeding of the family. Like in Pretoria East. Got it, Lucky. I'm not quite sure if it works quite like that. Women these days don't see it quite like that. And we as men seem to have adopted the woman's view that, no, you go and kill and bring the food. And uh, when you ask them, what do you bring to the table? The famous phrase, the famous retort now is, I bring me to the table. And yet you're supposed to bring the food, bring the table, bring the chair, bring the plate and the food. And perhaps bring the fire to cook the food, bring the electricity. If you, You're a good man if you don't have electricity. All of these things. But then I understand. I hear what you're saying all together. It's 8 o'clock. To all my guests, we'll give you an opportunity to respond shortly after the news. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for the news once again with Zolega Kodashi. Facts of Faith with Nael Pondwana, 7 to 8 p.m. Welcome back and thank you very much for sticking around. You're still listening to Facts of Faith with me, Nayel Upondwana. We're together until 9 o'clock. Thank you very much to Zolikar Kodash. She did, she did say she'll be updating the news and that will be the final bulletin at 9 o'clock. Now let's synchronize our watches. My time says it's 7 minutes, beg your pardon, 6, almost 7 minutes after 8 here on SFM leading the conversation. For those who don't know, my name is Nayel Upondwana. This is Facts of faith we do have three of our guests giving us some perspective tonight on the question we're trying to get answers to we understand we know we'll never be able to give all the answers but we're giving you the opportunity to think and apply your mind to it because after all as a country seem to be contradicting each other we do have on the line uh pastor donald chiwakira who's an associate pastor at shapers church and also kayan duando is an african cultural expert and also rabbi naftali silver from the shafardi Hebrew congregation in Cape Town, or Shafardi Hebrew congregation of Cape Town, that given us some perspective on the question we're trying to get answers to. The question is, what constitutes a good man? I do understand a lot of people are asking, why aren't you asking about women? You never even asked about women on Mother's Day. No, we did not. But not to worry. We will talk about women next week. Don't worry. 
doesn't always have to be like that. But not to worry, we, we are planning to have a question about women. And now I received a text asking, what, we, what is that nonsense you were saying in this course? Well, ubuhle bendo omozayo. It's an idiomatic expression in this course that seeks to mean, and I'm using this explanation very loosely, uh, a man is only handsome when he's wealthy. So it refers to uh, his good looks. His good looks are his cows. So if you're wealthy, you have cows, you can provide, then you're good looking. You're attractive to a woman. But if you're not able to have a cow, if you don't have cows, then you're not attractive. The more cows you have, the more attractive you are. The less cows you have, the less attractive you are. That's the idiomatic expression from the Isitlosa language. Now, that's what I was saying. Women today still believe that. Women today still believe uh, in, in the attractiveness of a man being in Komozake, Ubutlebake, based on <laughs> what he has. And it would appear as though even Aretha Franklin supported the notion, if you don't have a J-O-B, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you can sing the song there for me. Let's get down to the issues now, Rabbi. Let's talk about uh, the question that was, res- what was put to you a practical way of loving your neighbor. Rabbi? Uh, yes. uh, first of all, uh, <laughs> I, I think I think it's very um, it's very interesting that a lot of people as, as are coming back with the societal norms, what we deem as uh, appropriate based off of society, based off our society that really, obviously, we see um, looks at. Um, Things uh, monetary of monetary value as things of worth and things of uh, and emotional well-being and so on and so forth is not. But to get to get to the question, the it, this is discussed by Maimonides, uh, the discussion of how to love your uh, fellow like you love yourself. And at the end of the day, I think that we can boil it down to the um, the dif- like the difference between going in the way of God, for example, which is obviously God. Rabbi, we're running out of time, and you'd be as brief as you can your okay, response. As brief as I can. That the as briefly as I could say is, is that that you if if your focus is the desire that your friend succeed and is concerned for his well being, then then that is then you are fulfilling that that uh, that that loving your friend as yourself. But I would like to say again before you end off that this is actually discussed in Kings. Uh, when Solomon is told by King David that you are you, you are to become I'm the ways of this earth and you are to become an ish you are to become a man and there's three four different ways of saying of of, of deeming someone a man not one of them that we discuss within the commentators or within the Hebrew word of ish or gever or the other names that we refer to as a man it all is in reference to emotional and intellectual capabilities. It has zero to do with financial capabilities. And I think that's very important to understand that while we do look at one of the commandments, it is a mitzvah, it is a positive commandment to support your family. It is a good thing. It is a good character trait. It is not a defining, um, it is not a defining uh, a trait to be able to provide financially for your family to be considered what we would consider to be a man. So are you, um, saying, are you saying everybody else is wrong? Because everybody else seems to be supporting that view that you must be a provider first and foremost. 
Are you saying everybody uh, else is wrong? Provider, you, you know, you're just saying that provider refers to financial. Provider could be spiritual. Provider could be emotional. Provider yeah, I'm, I'm be... actually focusing on the financial provisions there. Yes, this is the financial I, I am provisions. saying that is, Are you that saying is everyone incorrect. is wrong there for it? I'm saying, I'm saying I, do not, I do not believe that that is what God has, has made us, uh, is, is, gives us to believe, as it says in, okay. I believe, Deuteronomy, that uh, if you might think that the, uh, the, the, the strength of your hand is what provides for you, but it is I who provide for you. I believe that that is uh, okay. quite clear that God uh, does not require us to be financially providers in order to be a good person. Got it. Thank you very much. All right, let's go to the pastor. Pastor? Hello, yes. Okay, yeah. I think I'm looking at that question um, about... Um, a good person being an inheritance for their children's children. That, yeah, that's right. So yes. if we look at that scripture in its entirety, just verse 22, it says a good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. That's part A. Part B, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. So good person leaves an inheritance, but the sinner also has wealth. So a sinner's wealth, right, is stored up for the righteous. So there's nothing that ties up provision of financial well-being to being good. Both the good person and the sinner have something. The sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. So just to agree in some sense with the rabbi, provision is just one trait. It's one small part of being a good person. A good person does leave an inheritance for their children's children, but that's not what makes them good. It's just something that they can do. Right? So it's important to understand that in that scripture as well. So Let me I think get this clear. Let me provision get this clear, is Pastor. The, the rabbi yeah. is saying he disagrees with people who believe that financial provision is first and foremost. Are you also agreeing with that, that financial provision Ab- should absolutely. be first and foremost? It ought not to be. It okay. ought not to be, yeah. As far as God is concerned? Yes, as far as God is concerned. There's a lot that comes before that. Financial provision is like a fruit, but we need to talk about the tree. We need to talk about what's producing that ability. Right? So what so you're saying we focus is everybody else is wrong. Everyone who says no, no. this is wrong to say that it must be first and foremost. Absolutely. That's absolutely okay. wrong. That's a lot of pressure. It drives depression because it, 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 it's not realistic. It's not practical. You understand okay. what I'm saying? Got it. Yeah. Got it. Dadun Duandwe? Dadun Duandwe? Yes, I'm with you. Yes, yes. Ubutlebendo da zingomozayo. Does that still apply today? It seems as though some people are applying it more so today, even more than then. I my man, it's, it's no longer working. You remember in the olden days, even the climate was good for grazing cattle. Yes. But now we don't have and the thieves, we don't have thieves. Before people, they don't used to steal the cattle and whatever. But now it depends. My grandfather used to say, because I'm from rural areas, mm. he has got a bank account, but he has got a lot of cows. Of cows. He used to say, it's by a army. He bank army. Yeah, yeah. But now the nature already changed. If I if I can take you to my home to see the size of the cattle we had now, and mm. I can, we can compare with the head that the cattle we had before, it's no longer equal the same because of the weather. Okay, all right. I want to yes, I want to close off. I want to close off. All three of you. I'm going to give you one minute each uh, to give us your closing remarks. Let's begin with you, Dadundo. And one minute. Your one minute begins right now. Yes, but you must try to do something to provide by all means to show that you're a man. It's what I can say. If you're a man, you must try, because you are the one who brings kids, you are the one who owns your wife, you own your house, you must try something to provide to show that you're a really good man. You take care and you love. Most of the things, you must you must show love to your family. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Uh, Rabbi, one minute. Go ahead. 
Rabbi? Is the rabbi still there? Okay, I think the rabbi is gone. Pastor, you have one minute. Go ahead. Okay, so I believe what a man is, we look at all the fruits, provision, he must show up, he must be present, that's fruit. But truly what a man is, is the stuff that causes the fruit to sprout, which is the heart, right? I believe that we've been given an example. I think it's Francis who called in earlier, quoted Ephesians 5.25, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. We have an example of Christ loving the church, the love of God. So I believe that what makes a man a good man is the ability to love, not these stomach butterflies and so on, but decisive love. I believe that's what makes a man. Got it. Got it. All right. It's a pity that the rabbi is gone, but that's how we're going to conclude conclude our conversation. Donald Chiwakira, Associate Pastor at Shapers Church. Thank you. Dada Ukaya Ndwandwe, African cultural expert, giving us some perspectives there and your expertise. We thank you. And also in his absence, Rabbi Naftali Silver, Shafardi Hebrew Congregation of Cape Town. Thank you. 16 minutes now after eight. You're listening to Facts of Faith.